everybody welcome back to a very special episode of the upside swings podcast the podcast with the highest ceiling i'm your host bryce Hendricks. as always i'm joined by stone hansen and ryan davis how you doing stone uh pretty good we're recording our second podcast today so i just got done fueling up with a couple glizzies um so i'm ready to go feeling it feeling it what about you davis yeah same i just ate a ate a little sandwich we're feeling good feeling refueled yeah, I feel you. I had uh, I had some good uh, leftover Mexican food that I got like a uh, um, like a pork chili verde sauce oh, thing. Gosh. I don't even know. It was bomb. Um, anyways, before we get going, do you want to tell the people where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find all my work and draft thoughts on at report underscore court on Twitter. Davis, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at sports by Davis. And I am at Bryce Hendrick 14 on uh, Twitter. Uh, but with that being said, we're going to jump right into a pretty interesting pod we got today. Uh, this is our first mailbag. We got a couple questions from Twitter. Um, follow us on Twitter at Upside Swings if you want to participate in the next one. Um, we got some good questions from some very smart people, and we're just really excited to dive into it. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one for sure. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, these ones are mostly draft based uh, in the future. Hopefully we'll get some that uh, are a little more varied, but uh, this is fun. This is exciting. I, I love mixing up the format a little bit. Uh, we mixed it up a little bit in the last episode and doing it even more so here. So uh, let's just jump right into it with question one. Um, this is from our guy at CJ Marashani, uh, one of the best people on Twitter. Um who is the lottery guy you think is most likely to be out of the league before the end of his rookie contract? Uh, I'm going to throw this one to you, Stone. What do you think? Who's the lottery guy most likely to be done early? So I'll start by saying that anyone that I think is taken in the lottery, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. If somebody does, I'm super interested to see, but uh, I'm not sure like the percentage of guys that taken in the lottery that don't make it out their rookie contract. Um, so I feel yeah. fairly confident that everyone taken in the lottery will will still remain on the rookie contract and see it through. Uh, but having said that, if I had to pick one, I would probably go with Corey Kispert. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like people feel like his his floor is fairly high, so this might be kind of controversial. But um, I, he's just someone that I think there's an avenue I think to where he's kind of just like a three-point shooter and that's all he is um and you know like I said I, I think all these guys still finish out their NBA or their their rookie contract um but he's probably one where I if there's any sort of chance he might be one of them uh and the other guy I would say maybe um just to make more people angry would be Scotty Barnes uh because I think there's uh, an avenue where his offense is kind of negated um, to nothing. And I'm not really sure how useful that is. Uh, but like I said, I, I don't really see any of these at playing out. So um, for me, it was, it was a pretty difficult answer. Yeah, I think the Scotty Barnes one is fascinating. Um, I think people are just kind of like hand-waving and assuming he's going to be like an elite defender without realizing how hard that is. Um, so I think that's a good one. Um, 
Davis, do you want to give your guys? Um, I so I'm kind of with Stone. I don't I don't really think uh, any any of them will not make it past the rookie contract. Uh, I was thinking Kispert too, um, but I do think his floor. Um, you know, at at the very least, he's going to be like a, a good shooter off the bench. Um, so I think he'll end up that way. But I went with it's pretty controversial too. But it's Jonathan Kuminga. Uh, <laughs> that's, I that's I mean, a good one. That's a good one. I I really I actually like Kuminga. I just think his floor is really 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 low. So I think if he doesn't, um, you know, if he doesn't develop the the necessary stuff he needs that he can hit the floor and 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 be out the league but but i don't think he will be um it's just you know the the best chance i'd say yeah and before we get a bunch of hate mail and people hating on us <laughs> this nothing against cj because i love him and you should make sure you follow him at cj marcini but this uh question sets us up for failure like nobody's gonna <laughs> like us after this question <laughs> there's there's no player we pick that people are gonna everyone's gonna agree on so <laughs> yeah I uh I, yeah I agree with you guys this is this is a, a bit of a hard one and it definitely focuses like makes you focus on sort of the absolute floors of these players and how you factor that into your evaluation I'm gonna give two as well one that I think is more of a consensus lottery guy and one that's in my lottery. Um, the one who's the consensus lottery guy is Jalen Johnson. Um, he has a lot of disparate skills that are kind of interesting, um, but I am lower on him than most. And, and I think that if just one or two of those skills isn't to the level it needs to be, he will very quickly uh, struggle to find a role in the league. I could see him kind of going the way of a Marvin Bagley, where it's just, what does he really do? Like what he offers at his best doesn't really fit with other players. And so that, that's, I could see that with Jalen Johnson. Uh, and he's similar to Scotty Barnes, except I think he's kind of worse at everything than Scotty Barnes, except athleticism. Um, but other than that, I think he's just kind of a slightly worse Scotty Barnes. Um, but then the one that I think is maybe most likely of anyone we've talked about, and that's just because he might never even come over. And that would be Roko Perkachin or pure caution. Um, I have him like solidly top 10. Uh, but sometimes you just get like, if, if, a if the NBA doesn't value a player like that as much as I do, sometimes they just never even really make it over or not until super late. Um, so I can maybe see that with him. It's just takes forever to come over. And when he comes over, he's, a little older, a little slower, and if the jumper doesn't work out, he doesn't offer a ton. So, like you guys said, none of these guys are guys I would bet on not making it, um, but those are the two that kind of come most immediately to mind. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so I, we'll go on to question two if we're all ready. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, via at which Carolina – who is your best? Who is your top prospect in each academic class? And I'll go ahead and start it with Bryce. All right. So uh, for freshmen, this was super easy. Uh, it's Cade Cunningham, and uh, honestly, I'd I'd be shocked if anyone has anything different. Um, for sophomores, this was actually pretty close for me uh, because I like Trey Mann a lot, but I ended up going with Kai Jones from Texas, who I'm. Uh, 
absurdly high on. Um, for juniors, I went Davion Mitchell. Uh, I think draft Twitter has started to actually underrate him a little bit as the mainstream has started to way overrate him. So he's, you know, I kind of fall somewhere in the middle. Uh, and then my, my top senior, despite, you know, kind of wishing there were other guys and being lower on most and uh, I have Corey Kispert um, still probably the best senior and honestly doesn't have a ton of competition. So those would be my four. Uh, what do you guys got? Yeah, for, <clears throat> for me, uh, pretty much the same exact thing almost. Um, I mean, Cade, obviously for a freshman. Uh, and then for a sophomore, I went Kai Jones as well. Um, we're just the Kai Jones propaganda podcast. And, <laughs> um, if you say anything bad about him, then yeah. <laughs> uh, I really wanted to put Trey Mann, though, like you did. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just higher on Kai Jones. Uh, for a junior, I put uh, Davion Mitchell's teammate, Jared Butler. Um, I'm kind of the known Jared Butler president of his fan club um i really like him have him top 10 um so i'm yeah that that was a pretty easy one for me um and then as far as a senior i'm at Corey kispert um and like bryce said it's kind of like just by default like <laughs> i feel like we hate on Corey kispert a lot on this podcast but um <laughs> that there's there's so many other guys in other drafts that are seniors that i would have taken over him uh, but in this specific class it's Kispert for me. The only guy in any sort of realm of competition was Chris Dorte. Um, but I have Kispert comfortably over him. So yeah, I basically agree with uh Bryce. I got the best best freshman has Cade, of course, best sophomore, Kai Jones, best junior. I have Davion Mitchell literally two spots ahead of Jared Butler. So they're really close. And then best senior, as much as I didn't want to, uh, Corey Kispert. There's just not not much competition. I, I, I don't want to hate on Corey Kispert. It's just I, I just don't see how he's, you know, like the lottery pro- projected and top 10 even in some instances. But I don't think we had a huge fan base to start with. But if we had any Gonzaga fans, I'm pretty sure they all stopped listening. But... <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Like, do you think Gonzaga fans just – hate me like think of what i was saying about Jalen subs last pod too like oh i swear yeah, i'm so excited to see you guys have chat i swear i swear i'll be high on it <laughs> yeah they're gonna be yeah, mad you don't have number one if you don't have number one okay well i don't have a number one i will unless paolo banchero like tears both achilles i don't think i'll move him down from number one he's a yeah, think- boy and he's elite like that's all you need for me we're about to go on a little bit of a tangent here but yeah i, I i'm a lot Closer to having Chet number one than I think most people, but it is Paulo for me, but not by a yeah. Different. See, I have yeah, I I have. that's how that's how I am. I, I'm pretty close. They're pretty close to me. Um, and actually, Jaden Hardy's moving up, but uh, I, yeah, the the two the top two are pretty close right now. I don't I don't know um exactly how it'll how it'll it'll end, but I'd be surprised if I move. If I do move Paolo down, but it's possible. I'm not going to say it's not possible. I'm so excited. Uh, close backs. We'll, we'll have to meet up for some West Coast AAU runs and just live pod from there or something. All right. Uh, Stone, do you want to take us to question three? Yeah. So question number three came from a Lalton at Lalton NBA. Um, known Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Great follow uh, for everything draft and Timberwolves. So drop him a follow. 
Uh, but his question is, um, draft the best team you can using one player that's rated 10 through 20, uh, 20 through 30, 30 through 40, um, 40 through 50, and 50 through 60. So uh, I'll, I'll throw it over to Davis here. Um, who are the, the starting five you went with? All right. So, I mean, I wrote down and, and thought about quite a bit. I had like three. Uh, but I went with point guard uh, at number 14. I actually moved him up. Uh, Josh Giddy. Uh, for the 20s, at small forward, I went with Terrence Shannon Jr. He's at 25. Uh, for the 30s, I actually went with Chris Duarte at shooting guard. And then it's going to be a little little small ball at the four, but I went with Kessler Edwards in the in the 40s. And then uh, my my center, it's a little it was kind of hard because all my centers are pretty low, but I went with Luca Garza in my 50s. That's a good – that's a solid team. That's a solid team. I'm digging it. Um, should I give mine or do you want to go stone? Go for it. Okay. So, from 10 to 20, I went with Davion Mitchell. Uh, he'll be my starting point guard. Um, from 20 to 30, I decided on Trey Murphy the third uh, because I love him. And then from 30 to 40, I went Terrence Shannon Jr., uh, which my board isn't super updated. He might end up moving up, but uh, that's my pick. Uh, 40 to 50, I went Isaiah Livers. Um, pretty pretty wing-heavy, shooting-heavy group I'm building right here. And then 50 to 60, uh, I don't have any bigs in that ra- in that range <laughs> at all, really. So I'm going to go Jeremiah Robinson Earl as my uh, starting center. You have JRE that low. Yeah, I have JRE higher. I'm a JRE, like, lover, though, so. I know, yeah. You're super high. I'm probably higher. I honestly, like, didn't watch a ton of Villanova yet this year. Gotcha. Um, If that seems a little BS, I can can trade him in for uh, Darius Days. No, keep JRE. (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah, so I, I think I went with a completely different, you know, philosophical standpoint than you guys. I, I took my bigs early because uh, I actually started out doing the same thing you guys did, but I ran into that same problem of just there being like no bigs near the end of it. And, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to have a more well-rounded team, I think, in terms of, uh, not all of them are going to be really great, but at least they'll all be decent. So, um, I went with Jalen Johnson as my 10 through 20 guy. Um, and then I went Isman Garuba as my 20 through 30 guy. Um, so I took care of my bigs in the first two rounds. Um, and then from there, I went um, through the 30 to 40 range. I took Rokas Yokobetis for my point guard. Um, and then I took Aaron Henry in my 40 through 50 range as, a, uh, as my shooting guard, I guess, because um, for my three in the 50 through 60 range, I took Isaiah Livers. Um, so I feel like I have a really weird team, but uh, it's pretty funky. But it's kind of fun. Yeah, so it was a ahead, fun question. It was a fun question. Uh, I had sure. fun with it. I did, I did like three lineups. Yeah. yeah. So let's. Okay. So so what similarities did we have? So who I know I picked Davis and I both picked Terrence Shannon Jr. 
And then you livers was on yours and and stone. Yeah. yeah. So so what did you guys what did you guys like value as you were kind of building this team in your head? Like what were you really looking for? Was it just best available uh, from each each set of ten or was there I mean, a specific I, thing you were valuing? I definitely wanted defense on the wing, which is why I went Terrence Shannon. I think I wrote him in for the twenties. I think he was like one of the first ones I wrote in. I think he was the first one I wrote in. And then I filled in the rest. But I definitely wanted uh, the wing defense and then shooting, which is why I went Duarte. Yeah, I uh, I started with the best available from each from each one. Uh, but then I quickly found out that uh, that wasn't going to work for me. Um, I just <laughs> – I, I really struggle having, like, a super weak link on my team in terms of, like, a position. So I kind of just wanted, a, like, a well-rounded one, and they were just – no bigs that far down in it. So I took I took the bigs early with with Jalen Johnson and Garuba and kind of filled my team out from there. Um, so my big concern is kind of like offensive creation because I feel like uh, Yoko Betis is kind of my only offensive creator. Um, but yeah, the defense yeah, was, should be decent with, with Jalen Johnson and Henry and Garuba. I was surprised I didn't see a, a Trey man. I didn't hear a Trey man. I have Trey Mann. He's too high for me. He's too high for me. Yeah. Yeah. I almost did it. I I could have replaced him with Giddy, I guess, but I get he was a better like playmaker. He gets it. So that's why I went with him. Kind of depends what you value. And that's what I found really interesting. I think so often we talk about always take, you know, BPA, best player available. But I think even just this little exercise is kind of a reminder that it can't always work like that. I mean, I had to take like like I have Davion Mitchell 13, like he's not like the top of my top of my 10 to 20 range, but I think he's the best penetrator and can, is the most likely to be able to get an offense going. And I think that makes him a really good fit with Jeremiah Robinson Earl, um, who can really pass on the short roll and make smart decisions. And, uh, and then I just got some big bodies out there. Uh, we should be super, super switchable. Um, Probably not as as like top end of a defense as Stones would be, but a versatile defense at the very least. So I don't know. This yeah. ended up being a really good question. At first, I kind of thought it was a little silly, but then like the it more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. The more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this really kind of says something about team building that I think we kind of overlooked as, overlook as draft analysts sometimes. Yeah, and I think uh, the thing you brought up with best player available, it's kind of uh, important to contextualize like um, within tiers, I think, because like if you're picking within tiers, I think there is an argument to be had to like, even if a guy is, you know, maybe a few spots above another guy, but it's in the same tier, but the guy who's a few spots lower fits your team a lot better. It might be worth taking him over the other guy. So uh, it's just another little snippet, I guess. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I, I think it's important to note too, with fit, it's that, it can matter for the player too. Like, I think sometimes like, I don't know, like players need to develop in certain places to play certain roles. Like that's why, like, like the Timberwolves were probably a good place for Anthony Edwards to go if they were going to run things through cap, because I think the best version of Anthony Edwards is an elite off ball player. Not saying that they should have taken him over, lamella ball because they absolutely shouldn't have but you know i think yeah. that's uh 
I think that's an important point too. It's that it matters for players and teams. Um, but let's take it, speaking of kind of team picks, uh, let's take it to a question from uh, Cooper underscore Rockets. Um, he's a huge Rockets fan. He does a lot of draft stuff for them, keeps a Rockets big board. Um, and he asked, who are your guys' favorite fits for the Rockets with the Blazers pick and the Bucks pick? So I those love picks, this question. Yeah, those picks, just for context, yeah. are going to be about probably 18 Three. and 26 or so. Yeah. Kind of my preliminary. That's how I looked at this. So, uh, Davis, what do you think? What are what are the best fits for the Rockets in those areas? I actually, it it is a, a very good question, and I was thought of immediately looking to replace John Wall. Um, you obviously keep um, Christian Wood. You obviously keep um, KPJ. So I I I thought of just like a, a guy like. Jared Butler, Davion Mitchell, um, or even if he's high on some boards, he's not really high on mine, but Ayo Desunmu, um, as far as like a point guard goes. But I definitely think they should go, they should go point guard, um, try to get try to go in for the future. And as far as the Bucks pick, I'd look for a guy like like Terrence Shannon Jr., that late first, uh, early second guy. Yeah. Um I went a little bit different on this one <clears throat> because I think uh, I think the Rockets are kind of trying to make Kevin Porter Jr. the new point guard. Uh, it seems to me they're trying to play him a lot on ball. Um, so I kind of tried to build a team around him in, in Christian Wood. Uh, so for like around the, the first pick um, with the Blazers, I went with Terrence or I went with uh, Usman Garuba, excuse me. Um, I feel like he fits pretty well with Wood. Um gives them a little bit more of a defensive identity uh, that I think they currently don't have at the moment. Um, so I, I like that fit there. Um, there. There are guys I had, this kind of goes back to what we were saying with the last question. There are guys I had that were higher in these ranges, but um, uh, Cooper asked specifically for fit. So I, I went with Garuba here. Um, and then with the Bucks pick, I went with Terrence Shannon Jr. I like, like with Davis, um, I think, uh, he, he gives them a little bit of a defensive wing, something they don't have a whole lot of right now. Um, and I think he fits well next to Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, I think those are both. I think it's interesting you guys both went with uh, TSJ because he's definitely someone I considered. Um, I like to think of these picks as kind of a tandem. I think with one of these guys, you want to take maybe an older, more developed player um, who who fills a more immediate role. Um so with, I was thinking with the Blazers pick, if someone like Jared Butler still around, I think he's a really good fit next to Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah. Um, can really make things work for uh, Christian Wood. I've actually grown on him quite a bit since we talked about him on our uh, second podcast um, because I, I really did buy a lot of what Stone was selling there. Um, and if you want to take a more high upside pick with the 18th pick, if uh, Roko uh, Pirkachin is still there, I think he is a, uh, really solid upside bet um i would say that with the later pick i i do like terrence shannon jr especially if you do end up taking uh if you do end up taking jared butler because i think he has some solid upside and can start to give you a bit of an identity um you know christian wood him kevin porter jr are all athletic they can all run up the floor uh you know really put some pressure on the rim um, but I also really liked uh, maybe like a BJ Boston or a Josh Christopher with the Rockets. Um, 
just take a bet on some upside there. Specifically, I like BJ Boston, I think a bit more than you guys and uh, quite a bit more than Josh Christopher. Um, I just think, you know, maybe he doesn't work out and maybe he's not an NBA player, but to take that bet at 26 or 27, uh, I don't think is, I don't think is bad at all. And then I think my favorite pick they could make there would be uh, um, Trey Murphy, the third from Virginia, just a a really excellent shooter, excellent athlete, um, really fascinating player. uh, I think could play really well off of Kevin Porter Jr., which is, He's someone I really buy as a, at least somewhat of an on-ball creator. So I, I want to build around him and Christian Wood. Yeah, and I, I don't know how you guys did it too, but I kind of looked at this from the perspective of the Rockets taking either Cade or Evan Mobley with their with their own pick early on in the draft. Um, so the, the two um, picks thereafter, I kind of tried to include that one of those guys along with Kevin Porter Jr. and, and Christian Wood. I did the same thing. I ha- I thought in my mind they're either taking one of those two or um, I guess they could have taken Jalen Suggs. If you take Jalen Suggs, you don't take Butler. Um, but Green or Kaminga as well. I think their pick is top four protected. Yeah. So if it falls outside of the top four, it'll actually go to the Thunder. So I also kind of tried to think of it like that. Like what if they don't get a top pick at all and they're, they only have 18 and 26? And that's where I would try and bet on. Like oh, someone more like Rocco or yeah. even like take yeah. a bet like on Brent's Blyenberg, maybe with that 26 pick. Just just see if you're gonna be that bad, just you know, let him run some bench units and see what he's like with the ball in his hands. Yeah, um, we are definitely noted Vrens lovers on this. Oh draft, yes, so. big yeah. fans. Friends of Vrens. Friends of Vrens. That's, that's the new pod name. We're <laughs> I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Do you want to get to the next one, Davis? Yeah, so next one, also a pretty solid question from uh, Hayden M. Gray, which is which guy outside the consensus top four has the potential to be the best player in the draft? And uh, I'll go ahead and start with Bryce here. So uh, first I want to point out uh, Hayden also runs a great podcast. It's called The Courtside Chats. Um, You should definitely give it a listen. He just – he talks about a lot of things with basketball. It's a little different than your – typical NBA podcast. Um, but uh, for me, this was also pretty easy. Uh, it's going to be super obvious, but it's Kai Jones. Um, I uh, He's not in the consensus top four, but I do maybe have him top four. Um, I really, to me, he's in that group with Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga as in that next tier behind Mobley and Cade as uh, just a really, really good prospect with a super high ceiling. But also, I think a solid floor because I think he can succeed in so many ways. Um, I really love Kai Jones, and uh, I he's he's my pick here. But the close, the next closest is another obvious one for me. It's Trey Mann. Um, Trey Mann just I think has the low key has potential to be just like an absolutely elite scorer, um, and and that matters as a point guard. What do you think, Stone? Uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly like Kai Jones for me, um, because we're just Kai stands here, and then um, Trey Man because we're also Trey Man stands. So it is <laughs> pre- pretty easy. I feel like we kind of have a brand at this point of who we like. Um, so yeah, it, it's Kai Jones for me here. Yeah, I mean, I, I went Kai Jones as well. Uh, <laughs> Trey Mann's up there, but 
Uh, this, the second one, I actually, I'll actually give a second one. It's, it's a different one. I'll go Moses Moody. Um, I think the jump that he made from high school and now to freshman year, I think he's going to continue growing, getting better. He's at least an elite three and D guy. Um, but I like Moody a lot. Yeah. I like Moody a lot too. Uh, kind of fits. He also kind of fits that mold of, uh, I feel like the type of players we all like. Um, but yeah, just, just to give a little like color with Kai, um, He's listed as a big, but he definitely has some versatility. He's super mobile at 6'11". Um, has some weird shooting flashes, some weird handling flashes. Uh, never really got the chance to to do much at Texas, I feel like. I just feel like uh, Shock Smart didn't really trust him. Yeah. Um, More but, of a guard, uh, guard-based yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. He They like to run. It's almost like watching Virgi- like a weird, like, pseudo virginia like movers and blockers offense like the way they ran things just through i mean matt coleman and and uh Andrew Jones. yeah yeah it, it wasn't exactly a like a fascinating group to watch or anything but i, I just kai jones just fits that mold of like 611 like how does he move like that like just enough flashes for me that if, if he really hits he's probably a, a superstar at the next level i think uh if everything works out just because that athleticism is absolutely off the charts, um, and that should always be noted. Uh, do you want to move on to the next one, Stone? Yeah. Uh, so question number six um, from at Cozy Lito. <clears throat> uh, better bet to shoot and why between uh, Rocco, Giddy, Jalen Johnson, and Kuminga? Uh, so I'll throw it to Bryce. Who's, uh, who do you have for this? So shooting is something I uh, I dive pretty deep into. Uh, I'm like a self-taught shooter, kind of. I, I was a pretty good shooter in high school, and still a pretty good shooter. Um, so I really, I really like to think I know what I'm talking about with shooting. Um, and for me, the answer to this is is Giddy pretty comfortably. Um, I just think Giddy has the easiest fixes to make. Uh, he just has to make his base more consistent. I like the release point. Um, the elbow can be a little inconsistent too, but when I say inconsistent, that means sometimes good, you know? So I think that's something that can be worked on. Um, I'm guessing some of what it is with Giddy is that he's been so skinny. He kind of had the Steph Curry problem where like, I'm guessing his shot at lower levels was just really low. Um, and he's just now kind of getting to the point where he can shoot it the way he does. And uh, his, his numbers for the back half of the NBL season were really good as a shooter. So it's Giddy, uh, clear top for me. And then follow following is Rocco and Kaminga kind of in that, like I would have them in a, in a tier together in this sort of list. And then below them would be Jalen Johnson pretty comfortably. I think that would be my list of these guys. Uh, yeah, I think I'd definitely go Giddy as well. Um, his mechanics are pretty solid. Just a, some pretty slight fixes, like Bryce said. Uh, but he pretty comfortably for me. He, I think he actually will be a, a pretty good shooter eventually. Um, but I, the other three are honestly like, like right there in that same area. Um, but I would probably, I would probably go Rocco, Jalen Johnson, Kuminga. I don't know if Kuminga will ever really. I don't know. Like Kuminga, Kuminga is kind of weird, honestly. But um, 
Yeah, yeah, th- those three are hard to rank, but I'd go Giddy first. Yeah, um, I feel like we're not making a whole lot of entertaining content right now because we're all in agreement with everything. But uh, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go too with Giddy here. Um, I think I'm not really a shot doctor. Um, that's probably more Bryce's area of expertise. But <laughs> I think he probably has the best mechanics out of the four. Um, I don't really see anything wrong with it mechanically, honestly. I think it's just a matter of them not, like Bryce kind of said, not being consistent. And uh, I think it's definitely developable and something that can be uh, at the very least average at the next level. Um, The other three, uh, I'm not even going to worry about ranking because he only asked for the best one. So So just real quick, uh, maybe maybe to add some some, uh, entertaining content Mm -hmm. here. So, so with Giddy, um, I think the main thing he needs to fix is uh, his base. Um, you can kind of see how the shot's going to miss based on how close together his feet are. Um, if he's really wide, he tends to miss kind of white, right and long. Um, if he's if he's really sh- like close together, he's going to miss left and short. Um, but he tends to he tends to have his body facing in the correct direction. He started to get more comfortable with pull ups. He takes some time to get it off, but I think as an off-ball shooter, like spot-ups, especially from the corner, I think he'll be fine pretty much immediately. And I think he even has the potential to be, like, really good at some point down the line. Probably never, like, you know, some elite movement shooter or anything. He just doesn't have the biomechanics for that. But uh, I, I think he can I think he can get there. Uh, the thing that ties Kaminga and Roko together for me is that they both have – sort of two completely separate fixes they need to make. Um, they have a distinct problem in their lower and upper body. Uh, Roko's feet are never square, like ever when he shoots. Um, and they don't. you don't have to be square if you can get your body the momentum to get the shot right, but he doesn't. His is slow and his feet are never square. And he does a really weird thing with his wrist that I think is going to take some time to iron out towards the top of his shot he kind of has that a bit of the overhead moon shot uh, that you sometimes expect from big european forwards you know like dirk Nowitzki was the most successful with it but a lot of european forwards shoot like even like nemanja bialica shoots like that a little bit um so i think kaminga and roko both need to do some pretty heavy work on their shots um but i do buy the touch that each have around the rim and even hitting some shots from deep, even with their mechanics being so bad. Um, and to me, Jalen Johnson is the farthest away because I don't buy the touch at all. And I think the shot needs a lot of work. So he's kind of like a, a double negative in that aspect, but he's also probably of all of these guys, the one who's shown somewhat the most versatility by hitting some mid range pull-ups randomly throughout his high school and college career. So, you know, I could, I could be wrong on that, but I, I'm fairly comfortable with my rankings. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If I, if I had to rank, I actually think I would maybe have Jalen Johnson second um, in those rankings. Um, that's understandable. I think they're all, I mean, Giddy to me is the clear number one, and I think the other three are all, like, pretty close, and, it, and it's just going to pretend uh, depend on the kind of the context surrounding them and their coaching. Yeah. Um, so are we ready to get into the last question? Mm-hmm. All right, so – uh, this one is from our pal at Chucking Darts, uh, also has an NBA draft podcast, uh, very smart guy. Um, and he says, do you have anyone ranked past 30 who you feel has a good chance to finish as a top 10 player in the class? Uh, I'm going to throw this one over to Davis. Davis, is there anyone you have 
rank uh, in the second round that you think could potentially prove you wrong? This one, this one's pretty tough. Sorry. Um, just because, like, I mean, potentially they could be up there, but I, I, I don't think they'll reach it. But um, I, I'll go with Josh Christopher. Uh, I don't really think he'll reach the potential, um, but he does have that potential to get there. He's on like he's like 33 on my board, so he's slightly outside of 30. But um, other guys like BJ Boston and and a few other ones like that um, have the potential, but. Um, I don't. I don't think anyone will really be in the top ten. That's outside my top thirty. Uh, yeah, this is definitely a difficult one. It's pretty thought provoking, though. Um, I'm actually going to cheat a little bit and fudge the numbers um, because I have this guy at number thirty. Um, but because it's our podcast, I'm going to make the rules and just kind of <laughs> force him in there. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Jason Preston. Um, because, uh, like, like David said, I think it's kind of like an outside shot. Any of these guys outside the top 10 kind of make it in the top 10 for this class. Um, you know, so people may disagree here, but, uh, I, I think Jason Preston, um, I'm a really big Jason Preston fan. If you listen to the podcast, uh, you've heard that by now multiple times, but I think he's kind of got like really great feel for the game. Um, he's just got so many avenues um, that he's good at that I think if it all comes together can make a really special player um, because there's so many things that he does well. Um, Obviously, if I believed in that, I would have him ranked like in the top 10 if I believed in that all actually coming together. Um, But in, you know, in the highest of outcomes, I think uh, he's who I'd be most comfortable putting up in the top 10 out of this range. So I, I, uh, I actually put a good amount of thought into this one. Cause I was, I was trying to think about like what tends to make someone who's like a top 10 player in the draft, like towards the back end of the top 10. And it tends to be someone who like really exceeds at their role. You know, usually a draft is only going to have like at most like six, like really, really good players. Um, so I was kind of looking through guys at the back end of my, uh, or the front end of my top uh, or bottom 30, I guess. Um, and some guys that really stuck out to me were uh, Joel AI, um, I think could just be a really, really good two-way off-ball shooting guard. Um, Ibu Janko Baji uh, could be a really excellent center, um, defensive sh- center, rim runner. Uh, and then the last one that, that I kind of like the best here is Eve Pons. Um Eve Pons just could end up being like a superstar defender, uh, really mobile, really vertically explosive, good timing on his blocks. Um, we'll need yeah, to the- find the right context uh, to succeed in, but I-, I think Eve Pons could really end up proving a lot of people wrong in this upcoming draft. He definitely has a, a top five name. Yeah, in this draft. Sure. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um, My. Might be top three, but there there's some good names in this draft. Yeah, let's make it. Let's make our own impromptu question. <laughs> <laughs> who's your Who's your top three in in terms of names in this draft? Well, number one, no homer pick is uh, Renz Blyenberg. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, if if he stayed in, Benedict Matherin would be number one because his name is Benedict. 
That's the best name ever. <laughs> um, this is tough. There's a lot of good if, ones. If Mojave King stays in, Mojave King, Mojave yeah. is number one for me. Mojave King is a good one. Mojave King. I really like Jaime Hawkins. That just Jaime Hawkins too. I I think the Champagne Brothers. Yeah, the, I was oh, about that. to say that the Champagne the Champagne Brothers are oh, have good okay. names too. Actually, number one should be really obvious. It's Sandro Mamu Kailashvili. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him. I don't know. I'm still going Mojave King. I'm <laughs> I'm dying on this hill. Yeah, you also have like Oche Agbaji and and uh, Brendan Watford. The one you said, uh, what's his name? Ibu Dianko Baji or whatever. Yeah, Ibu Dianko Baji. And then JT Thor. I like that name too. Oh, JT Thor is a good one. Oh, yeah, that's top three for sure. Yeah. Sure. If he stays All right. in. All right. Yeah. All right, Stone, give me your top three. Let's hear it. Okay, my top three. Uh, you're putting me on the spot. Oh, I'm putting myself on the spot because I asked <laughs> This was your question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Mojave King as number one. Uh, JT Thor number two. That I mean, if you have the last name Thor, like that's just really cool. Exactly. Um, and then oh, man, my number three. Uh, this is tough. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Okay, well, this is cheating, but I'm gonna go Bones Highland because, oh. <laughs> yeah. Can we boo him uh, for that, Davis? Juice <laughs> <laughs> is, cool uh, is cool. That's like next year, like that way. I'm using Ace Wolf for Adam Miller if he goes in. Just yeah, Deuce is cool too, but yeah, that's true. Okay, Moses Moody. That's my like legit third one. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, like that's a good name. That's a good name. Yeah, I forgot. I Ayo, forgot it was really him, cool but... too, though. Ayo Desunmu, yeah. There's some good names in this one. This, this is, is a good, this is a good draft. This is yeah. an underrated draft name. I'm telling you, there's some good names. Some the good nomenclature names. of this draft is top tier. Okay, Davis, let's hear, let's hear your top tier. Oh, anyone named top. Herb? You got to give it to anyone named Herb. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I would kick it with anyone named Herb. For sure. <laughs> I feel like they'd be so cool. I'd call him Bert, though. That's my issue. Is I'm <laughs> such a dick, I'd call him Bert. <laughs> Davis, let's hear your top three. Um, damn, it's it is really hard. Uh, I'll probably go. I honestly probably go JT Thor one. I like how much nah. analysis we're putting into this. We're like, yeah. we're like diving deep. We're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this isn't actually, even a question that we got asked. <laughs> I actually do really like do really like the name. Um, two, I don't know. I, I think I'd go probably. Eves Pons, honestly, it's I like I like that name. And three, I'd I'd probably uh change it up and go like deep, 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 and go Jacory McLaughlin. Oh, there you go. I like Jacory. That's a good name. Okay. Yeah, Daron Sharp. Daron Sharp's underrated. So my uh mine are gonna show that I am the biggest like English dick. By I always like to just say like weird names that are hard to say and tell my superiority that I can say them. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Sandro Mamukilashvili, uh, Vrenz Blyenberg, and Roko Pirkachin. Those are my three. Or Ibu Janko Baji could also fit in that third one. It's like the, the hard, like the hardest ones to say. Those are my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun because I can make my girlfriend try and say them, and then she'll get mad. 
Yeah. Just go with like Greg Brown. <laughs> Aaron Aaron yeah. Henry. Aaron Henry top yeah. three. Aaron Henry two, David Duke. Two, David Duke. <laughs> uh, watch yourself, Davis. I you to be careful. You're not Davis Stone. Oh, wait, wait. We can go, uh, Isaiah we can go Livers. Jay. Isaiah Livers is underrated here. That's okay. Oh yeah, that is a good name. Yeah. I don't know. I was gonna say like, uh, I don't like Livers as a as a I don't know. <laughs> It can uh, go Kessler, uh, Jay- Kessler Edwards. Kessler's a cool name. Oh, Kessler That's is a, a cool one. name. I'm definitely naming my kid Kessler. Oh, oh, Dacian oh. Nix. Dacian Nix is really cool. I always forget Dacian Nix is in this draft. I don't know why. I just constantly forget that Dacian Nix exists. How dare you? I, uh, <laughs> he is Jay the- Huff. <laughs> <laughs> Herb Jones and Jay Huff on a team together. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. If we're if we're talking for names about names for 15 minutes, it's uh, probably time. If to you've get made out of it here. this far, if you've yeah. made it this far, you are our favorite fans. Yes. Yeah. Tweet, tweet at the pod or at any of us that you made it to this point of this fucking random Q and A pod, <laughs> and you'll get. We'll send you a sticker. We'll make upside swing <laughs> stickers and mail for it real. for real. <laughs> All right, Davis, no do you want to let the people know where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Sports by Davis. Uh, make sure you throw me a follow and throw the podcast a follow at Upside Swings on Twitter as well. And what about you, Stone? Uh, yeah, you can find me at report underscore court. Um, and then you can follow uh, other work I do for lines.com um, at that website. Yeah, and I'm at Bryce Hendrick 14. Um, and you can find all my work on uh, Roll Call Sports. I'll have to edit that out. You can find all my work on Roll Call Sports. This has been the Upside Swings Draft Podcast. Uh, we hope it hit, we hit our ceiling. Thank you.